Welcome to Fear Less, an audio series designed to help you take action towards letting go of your eating disorder. My name is Jessica Flint, and I'll be your guide to helping you embody the recovered version of yourself. Like every human being ever to walk this planet, you and I are not immune to fear. It is biologically programmed into our brains. At the same time, I'm committed to not letting fear control my destiny and want you to have the same freedom. Every time we choose courage over fear, we grow stronger and receive what we desire most in regards to our recovery, our health, love, wealth, and impact in the world. In order to fully let go of your eating disorder and whatever is holding you back in life, you need to learn how to alchemize fear into courage. So let's lock arms and do this work together. Hello, my warrior loves. Today, we're going to be talking about letting go of the confining grips of judgment, other people's opinions, and how this really just holds us back so much in life from being our fullest, most authentic version of ourselves. And I can't wait to dive into this conversation with my lovely co-host, Andrea Wells. And she is the host of Recover Strong, and we're excited to have more shows coming out in the year ahead where she's just going to dive in to how to take your recovery from theory to practice to mastery with the greatest experts and thought leaders in the eating disorder field. So Andrea, so happy to have you here to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart and I think anybody going through the recovery process. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you for plugging Recover Strong. We're working on some exciting stuff and we have some exciting guests that we're going to be working with. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. Me too. And I love your passion for it. So just to kind of like go into how we mm. like passed over the reins to Andrea to be the host of Recovered Strong is I have to be like fully transparent, owning authentic self. Like I am a bit tired of only talking about eating disorders. I've been doing for this twelve. I mean, I've been doing this for twelve years. Uh, I have interviewed everybody on my list of who I wanted to interview. I mean, I've, I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of eating disorder recovery interviews. And I am like a woman who is very curious and has a lot of passion for topics. And I'm pretty like, I feel pretty content on what I've learned about eating disorders. And not to say that you can't always learn more, but I'm not going to be the most passionate podcaster and really like getting into what fuels you know, my my heart and, and that shines in the way that I you know express it. And so Andrea is perfect for this role because she's really so into looking at how to improve body image and how to deconstruct internalized fat phobia and just all these ways that we hold ourselves back from ultimately being uh, getting to that full place in recovery. And she's at a point where she's really still like thirsty for it and wants it. And I was at that point too many years mm-hmm. ago, like six, seven years ago when I started this channel, right? So I mean, I started in 2014, like, oh my God, like 10 years ago. Oh my God, right? Coming up to in May of 2024, it would be 10 years. So I'm like giving myself full permission to tap out and be like, I actually really want to talk about spirituality. I want to talk about unconditional love. I want to talk about worthiness. I want to talk about all these things that just light me up. And so I'm excited in this year ahead that I get to do that with my show, Love and Learn, that will be coming out. Andrea is going to be stepping into the host of Recover Strong more and more and more and allowing her passions to guide her. So 
just for all you listeners who kind of want to understand this, why we're doing what we're doing. It's so we can really be at our best and doing what we love to do. And that that really shines through to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I think, yeah, the timing's worked out really well. Ten years later, it's my turn to to be the Jessica. I have my list of dream guests and I feel like I'm in a really strong place in recovery um, with my own journey. And I'm also... I'm still super passionate about it and I'm fired up. I want to help other people bring everyone else in on this healing and we can all continue to heal together because it's it's an ongoing journey and, uh, but we can do it. And I'm really, I'm excited. I'm going, thank you for passing the torch on to me. And I'm honored. I'm I'm completely honored. I'm so grateful because I know that a lot of listeners do really want the, you know, conversations that you'll be having and and the hosts, like the guests that you'll be bringing on and that will really be valuable to their journey, just as the ones that I brought on were valuable to their journey. And I hope for many of you listeners who've been longtime subscribers to this channel that you stick with me as I start to help you really deepen your self-love. And like, I mean, we're getting, you're listening to Love and Learn, you're going to be like, so deeply in love with yourself that life just like loves you back. <laughs> like that's the way we're, we're, we're healing trauma. Like yeah. really what I want to heal is trauma. Like that's what I'm now so passionate about is understanding how deeply trauma just gets stored in the body and how it impacts your life and all your decisions in your life. Cause it's really relegated to the unconscious mind, which I go into so much depth inside the mindset makeover. So if you aren't part of the mindset makeover yet, go to recoverywarriors.com slash mindset. And you can do it get hooked up with how to really work with this part of our brain. But this is where trauma, like survival mind, just gets wired. And I look back at my life and I'm like, whoa, I've spent so much of my life in trauma response. Even like all my achievements were like based off of a trauma response. And now I've come to this great, beautiful like awakening where it's so much from a just a place of unconditional love. And it's a different, it's a totally different animal beast like oh i love it and yeah you don't have to go through your life experiencing like everything through the lens of trauma um so i just want to kind of throw that out there if you if you want a mindset makeover uh that that will be a good 5 day experience to go through to really tune fine tune that mind and understand that you you have so much more creative power than you think you do and your trauma does not need to be living your life for you there's a big overlap with eating disorders and trauma disorders I know there is for me. And I keep saying, I think you're where you're at with your journey. When you say like, I need to talk about other things than eating than eating disorders, I think is really a testament to how far healing can take you. Mm-hmm. And you're not leaving anyone behind. You're just, there's different parts of the journey. And I think that's super exciting. And I know trauma can relate to a lot of people with eating disorders as well. So there's more work to be done, more helpful work, and I'm excited for you. Yeah, I had this. Uh, it was it was actually kind of cool. I was talking with this guy at a coffee shop, and he was he asked me this question, and I've never really been asked it, so I thought it was a fun one. And he was like, "What's your most controversial take on eating disorders?" Because I told him like what my company does, and he's like, "What's your most controversial take on eating disorders? Like, what would you not want to tell anybody, or what would you too afraid to like take a stance on?" And so I was like thinking about it, like, okay, what would I like really stand up and loud and proud and know that some people would be like, that is so wrong, Jessica. Like, I don't believe you, you know? And like, what's your most controversial take on eating disorders? Like gave it a minute. And then it just was so clear. It was just very clear. Like, I believe this will, there will be edge case scenarios, meaning there will be scenarios where this doesn't fit perfectly. But at the end of the day, my most controversial take on eating disorders is an eating disorder is the behavioral manifestation of undiagnosed trauma 
and anxiety. Yeah. And when more I dig into the trauma literature, the more I see that trauma is actually very easy for a sensitive being. It really is actually dependent on your genetics and how sensitive you are. And the more I look at it, eating disorders in the hypervigilant state that the mind gets into is so parallel to trauma. And so a lot of my career now and what I'm really passionate about is helping people work through trauma because if I can help someone work through trauma, I know I can help them work through their eating disorder. I can help them get to the root of the eating disorder. But I don't believe eating disorders are purely just because of society and diet culture. I think it's a sensitive being who has some underlying trauma who now takes on that script and already believes at their core that they're not safe and they're not worthy and their body is something that they don't feel safe in. And then that just gets compounded and, and just spirals out of control. So that is my controversial take, guys. And you can have a capital T trauma, like this was a major trauma, and people will be like, damn, of course you have trauma if that happened to you. And it could be a little case T, and they're like, that was a trauma? That's not a trauma. And then you gaslight yourself because you're like, that's not a trauma. Like, So yeah, that's my hot take. Do you have a hot take, a controversial that's, one? Do you want to get that's not so controversial to me? <gasps> no. I mean, like, I don't I I agree with you. Like, I I see why some people can see that's controversial. And I I remember in my own recovery experience. I remember being in the very first like support group that I was in and people were talking about their experiences with trauma and eating disorders and people, you know, the therapist there was talking about how that's really common and I was like, okay, well, that's cool for you guys, but that doesn't apply to me. You don't have any trauma. But I didn't really understand that hell yeah, I did have trauma. I know that now. Um I was living with complex PTSD as well as an eating disorder. And when I look at my trauma disorder, I really look at it as like there's this big umbrella and underneath that umbrella is eating disorder, addiction, OCD, anxiety, panic attacks. Like it's really all under the umbrella for me. That's my experience. And maybe that doesn't resonate with everyone and, and that's okay. But I I honestly feel like just having an eating disorder is a trauma in and of itself because it's hell in your mind. It's it's mentally that it can be traumatic just to live that way. So I'm on board with you. <laughs> I don't think that's uh that doesn't, upset me by any means. Maybe it doesn't resonate with everyone and that's okay, but there's undeniably a strong link between trauma and eating disorders. And I think you really have to unpack both. It's all, for me, it's definitely all under the same umbrella. Yeah. The more I study it, like Dr. Peter Levine's work, Dr. Gabor Mate's work, and the more I just dive deeper, deeper into to the like, clinical research on, on trauma, it's, it, <clears throat> it's not that hard to actually have something get stored in the body as trauma. And so I think people who'd resist that would be these people who are like, I had such a good foam life, you know, like the opposite of me where it's like everything was so put together. My family was there for me. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't even have to be your family. Like it can be something that happened in your experience that led you to feel unsafe and the meaning that your little child mind created out of it and the fears. And, and I've been doing so much research on this for the mindset makeover to really understand how like you're saying eating disorder is trauma in itself. It's you're malnourished for prolonged periods of time if you are undergoing restriction, which generally most eating disorders have some root of restriction. You know, I was a binge eater bulimic, but I was restricting even though I thought I wasn't because I was gaining weight and I was he like he heavier. And so I was like, I'm not restricting, I'm in a bigger body. But I was restricting if I look at it now, like I was definitely intentionally trying to eat less. And so that in of itself, your body is put into survival mind for prolonged periods of time. Like the threat-based system is like activated. It's always thinking of threat. It's always feeling threats are there because it's malnourished. It literally wants to freaking eat. So it's threatened. 
it's threatened. Anyways, I don't have to get into it. I get way into this in the mindset makeover. <laughs> so this is, but it's just like so fresh in my mind because I'm like <laughs> literally creating all of this, this doing this work right now. And so it's just so fresh in my mind. And I, yeah, that's my hot take. I really do believe if you address the actual trauma, you'll have a much more successful rate in recovery. And that really goes to people who I think have been struggling with this for decades and decades. Um, I do believe people who have longstanding eating disorders, there's something underneath that. There's something underneath that. And just focusing on the food. I think the food's an f- important topic to focus on and you do need to focus on refeeding and nourishment. But just thinking that's what's going to get you there. You can resolve the eating disorder, like you said, the umbrella, and then you can still be dealing with other trauma responses, which you know, I find are there, right? And so Oh, it's such a glorious life to be recovering from trauma. It's just like all these fears and you just have to like bravely. And that's why I love fear less because it's literally like the fears are there. They feel real. They're imagined fears, but they feel so real. And oh, how brave to just like stand and like face these fears and be like, I see you, but like I'm it's deeper than that. I'm more than that. Like I don't have to believe you. I don't have to react to you. Um, So beautiful. I love it. It is. And I love that question. I think I might I might co-opt that for recover strong asking the guest like what's your your controversial take or your unpopular opinion? That's juicy. Oh, I like that's that. juicy. You're gonna start getting people like sending in hate mail and stuff. Oh my god, that's but like why we talked about <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm like <laughs> Oh yes, yes. Hate mail. Speaking of hate mail. For a show today, judgment. Oh my God. We didn't even like plan this. Yeah. But the idea is, yeah, like me having a controversial take means people will have some other side to that, right? Because it's controversial. If I just say, well, maybe it could be trauma. I'm like, no, if I'm controversial, I say, no, it's trauma. Boom. Like get to the deeper root of it. Like that's, that can really like get people, no, it's not. Like, and you create that, that, that tension, right? Yeah. That means you can get people who are going to have judgments of you and opinions of you that you feel like, aren't in alignment with yours. So one thing that we, when we talked, we were brainstorming about, you know, shows we want to produce together here for Fearless as we both transition into our own shows and start interviewing topics for Recover Strong and for uh, Love and Learn is what fires you up. So Andrea, hers was a fired her up is about this concept of internalized fat phobia and just how we have this unworthiness wound and it holds us back from recovery because we have to, you know, believe that we can't gain weight all of this, like, and I love that. We covered that in last yeah. week's show. All the diet culture lies. That fired Andrea up. And I got really fired up when we started to look into how others' comments and opinions of us hold us back from our most authentic self. And I had a story that I wanted to share because and it even feels like for me to share this, but this is like for me to share is actually to step more into this truth of like, I do believe authenticity is ultimately will lead to our highest most valued expression of our life. Like to, to get to the end of your life and live authentically, I think is a true mark of success. To get to your life and say that you've lived for others and you lived to avoid any type of negative comments or any judgment from others shows that you actually were like dim. Like you you dimmed yourself down. You 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 made yourself small. You made mm-hmm. yourself really small. And I want to like, I want to feel myself be big. Like I just want to feel myself blossom as in like a rose, you know, I want to see like the rose, the unfurling rose and just allow all of my essence to be seen and smelt. And some people may be like, I hate roses. And it's true. Some people don't like roses. Oh, have you ever heard the saying? It's like you could be the juiciest peach in the world and there's still going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. Yeah. 
Exactly. They're going to be like, I don't like peaches. They're furry. It's like, well, I have peach fuzz all yeah. over my face. Like, <laughs> and so like, yeah. And someone's going to be like, hell yeah, this is the best peach ever. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. And the more you can be a peach though, the more you get those, hell yeah, this is an amazing peach. But the more you're like, I don't know what I am. Like, <laughs> I just won't even be anything. Like I'll stick myself in the back of the produce department and I'll be anything. Uh, and, and so when we own who we are, our essence, then we can really allow that to to connect with people who care and connect with people who are connected with us in the same way. Like you can find your people, find your connections. Okay. So a big like thing that I had that happened that really brought this to light for me and showed that I still have some resolution to be found in this area. Like I'm still fearless. Like this, this show, I love it. Like I really still need to fear less in this department in my life because if I'm going to be teaching this and if I believe in this and I really want to share this with other people and inspire you guys to be authentic, then I need to do that myself. You know, any teacher worth their salt is going to know their material inside and out, not just because they can regurgitate it because they read it in a book. So I do believe I, I do live an authentic life for the most part, but I notice that there's this area that I love to like kind of like come out a little bit with and then like bring it back in and then like just a little bit and then I get scared and then I like just a little bit like there and then it's just like contract it. So it's like an expansive, can I have permission? Do I have permission to be myself? And then you contract it. So for me, it's my spirituality. It, it is that I actually am a very spiritual woman. If you were to look at my bookshelf right now, it's full of spiritual books, spiritual texts, like all the things, right? Like I am very spiritual. I am an intuitive woman. And I have loved this part of me more and more, but I've also feared this part of me because of society's judgment. So I equally share a wound or in a way that Andrea has talked about and Andrea has that people are going to judge her because of her body, that you're going to be judged because of your body size, right, Andrea? Like this is something that you feel shame mm -hmm. sometimes. You're working on it because the more you own it, the more you're like, this is me. I don't give a fuck what you care. Like, and then <laughs> yeah. that's when you like, can people come in, they love you because they, because they, they can tell you don't care. Like, it's all just like, there's no shame there, right? Well, I know with spirituality, I still have some like shame that kind of goes in there. Like, people aren't, they're going to judge me. I call it like, I don't even like to use this word, like the witch wound. Like, they're going to think I'm a witch. And if they think I'm a witch, I mean, look at the history of witches, which were essentially just intuitive women. If you were to look at intuitive women who were, you know, didn't go by societal standards, often weren't married, but just were very connected to the spirit world, they were hung, they were burned, <laughs> they were like, they were completely uh, looked at through society's eyes as being the problem. And let's get rid of the problem. Just as fat is the problem, let's get rid of the problem. I'm saying this from like the perspective of the, the societal lens that can make you fear mm -hmm. that. So for me, my I never felt really safe in my spirituality fully. I have friends that I feel, all my besties, everybody, that's what they love about me. I feel safe with them. They know I can go so woo and they like, they're there for it. They're there for all of it and and they love it. But when I look at this community that I grew through Recovery Warriors, like there are people of all walks of life here that I have no idea how woo they go and like what their what their spiritual beliefs are and how they connect with with their spirituality. Um, so I had uh, I had this moment this year where I, I draw cards. So this is essentially like, I don't even think I've ever talked about this on the show. I do. Uh, tarot or like oracles, you can connect with spiritual 
agencies, I, see even me, like as a scientist in me, there's always like, I don't even know how this works. It's some like unseen energies that are very supportive of someone and being able to help you see things uh, in, in a more clairvoyant light. And I, I do this work every day, every single morning, non-negotiable, no matter what, I do not miss a day. Like this is a non-negotiable. There's nothing in my life that's more important that I stick to more than this. Like this is literally like, boom, like Jessica does not miss her morning meditation and her her readings because I'm really wanting to cultivate this aspect of myself because it is a gift. And if you have a gift to grow it, you need to work with it. Talent means nothing unless you actually practice it. And so I find this as a way for me to learn how to practice my intuition, to work on my intuition. And intuition is something that I, I feel is very helpful to have in life because it can guide you with heart-based decisions as opposed to fear-based decisions. And when you live a trauma, you can make more fear-based decisions in life. But when you connect to your heart and you connect to intuition, you start to make more heart-based decisions. And I find that these decisions are ultimately the best. They do really guide you in a very open, gentle way. Uh, doesn't mean you won't have challenges and hardships. Part of that can be like the process. So... I do this every morning, my my spiritual practices, and I take pictures of it, and I have them cataloged. And I'm such a I'm such a nerd like that. Like I literally go back, and I can go back to any day and see what it said. Because as a scientist, I'm a spiritual scientist. I still do love science. I believe it's good to have you know evidence of how this is working out through time. And my one of my best friends is a uh, she's a PhD in biostats and she's like you know the head of this pharma company and like we just geek out on the statistics around how certain cards continue and like this yeah just the statistics around it are like I call them spiritual statistics and they're, they're freaking out of this world like they, they like don't even like go into like normal human statistical measures it's like that's impossible it's like it is impossible but is it so yeah. so I draw cards every January for the whole year, and I do it by quarters. So quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. Quarters essentially are the business world, how we work in January, February, March. It's quarter one. Okay, quarter four, October, November, December. And I draw the cards, and I I, I always approach this from a very just, – just for anybody who's interested who does their own readings, I always come with uh, the accept all, reject none as my energy – because I don't want to put fear into like what I'm trying to lay out there. So if I see a card that is like hard in the future, it, I don't want it to attach a story. So I just allow for like pure openness to let whatever whatever comes comes. I accept everything on it and I reject nothing because that allows me to really trust the process. And the cards always are like super on point, like super, 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 super on point. So the whole year has gone by. Every quarter has been, yep, yep, check, check, check. And then I get to the end of the year. And I'm in, I'm doing what I have been doing since April. I have a spiritual practice called Silent Saturday. So every Saturday, I, I've learned about this through Gandhi. Gandhi would practice silence one day a week in order to refine his discernment and his ability to make better decisions. So I have wanted to improve my intuition. That's a goal of mine to just become even more deeply more intuitive, meaning to trust my decisions in life. And so I dedicated Saturdays 
to pure silence. That means absolutely no conversation whatsoever, no any technology input from social media, like nothing. Like I am completely in my body. I'm completely in the moment. It's a very moment to moment present experience. There's, you know, reading and watercoloring that I'll do. But for the most part, a lot of grieving. I'll move a lot of emotion. I'll do a lot of somatic experience during this time. But it's a very spiritual practice for me, and I feel very connected to myself during these Silent Saturdays. And Andrea, you know about my Silent Saturdays. They're like usually my gratitude, why I'm grateful for the week. I know that you you uh, broke one for me. Mm. I broke a Silent Saturday oh. for Andrea. I did. She came into town, and I was like, oh, my yeah. gosh. But that's like breaking rules. That's such a good example. It was Saturday. <laughs> that's such a good example of like food rules when it's like if you have a food rule and you're like, no, I can't break it because I like don't want to hang out with somebody. Like it was like a Silent Saturday rule. It was like, okay, yeah, no, let's break this. Like I want to connect. Like I want to connect with Andrea. That's more important than my Silent Saturday. I can do a Silent Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I'm still honored. Thank you for making that exception. <laughs> I'm literally a friend. But yes, I have heard all about your Silent Saturdays. I have friends who I don't break Silent Saturday for. I hope they're not listening. But I, like when they like invite me somewhere, I'm like, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> like uh, ask me for a Friday or no. Uh, <laughs> so I'm really into this Silent Saturday. It's been very healing. Um, I, it's for for trauma recovery. It's been uh, absolutely amazing. And so I'm in my silent Saturday and I'm outside my little patio, sitting on my patio furniture. And along comes this butterfly. And it's just like kind of just swirls around me. And I'm like, cool, little butterfly. Like I love butterflies. And I'm very connected to animals. I've always had just very rare animal experiences in my life, like just kind of out of the the ordinary. And so I'm just admiring the butterfly and it comes and it just lands on my right shoulder. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I've like never had a butterfly land on my my shoulder before. Like this is a little bit cool. Like I'm just going to admire this like moment. And I move and I'm like moving. It doesn't leave. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm like totally moving here. And this like butterfly is not leaving. And so I whipped out. I broke silent Saturday on this one. Sounds like I break it all the time, but I really only broke it like for Andrea in this moment. And so I get, <laughs> so I get on my I get on my phone and I'm like pulling it up and I'm like filming this butterfly. And I have three minutes and seven seconds of video coverage of this butterfly. And that was before I even like had the moments of it just being on my shoulder before. And I'm talking and I'm moving my hair and I'm like being a little diva with my butterfly on my shoulder and just like, you know. Like, just like, I literally can't get this thing off my shoulder. And then it left. And I was like, that was, that was really cool. And during that time, that after it left, I I remembered back to my cards that I drew for this time in December, October, November, December. And it was a picture of a woman with a butterfly on her right shoulder. And she has this butterfly. And then the other picture was the mystic. It was the card for the mystic. And it was the exact same butterfly color. It was like like an image of the butterfly that was on my right shoulder. And I'm like tripping. I'm like, whoa. Like that literally just happened to me. A butterfly that looks exactly like that on my shoulder. And then, this is a crazy thing, I started to kind of gaslight my own self. And I was like, that was a moth, Jessica. That was a moth. You're just like, you're tripping. Like, that wasn't a butterfly. You know, it's like, here you are, like, stealing your own joy away. Like, that was a butterfly. I'm like, it's a moth. Mm-hmm. And so then I start to, like, 
go into the video footage and I'm like zooming in and then I'm on my phone and looking at differences between butterflies and moths and you actually can tell. So it was a legitimate butterfly. (laughs) But during that time, the butterfly comes back on my shoulder. And I'm like, if that's not a sign too to be like, bitch, I'm a butterfly. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? <laughs> like, why do you think? I heard you were questioning <laughs> yeah, it. Like, for reals? <laughs> like, like, you know, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I get you. I get you. So then the butterfly stays for another like two and a half minutes. So I hear I have like all this like video footage of this butterfly. Wow. And it's like, and I have it on Instagram for part of it. I mean, it's like flapping its wings. Like it's like doing like this like dance with me. I mean, I don't even know. I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So for a spiritual woman who... Dr- I saw the video. It was yeah. cool. And like for me, it was like the... It's hard. It was the most transcendent experience. Like highlight of 2023, hands down, if I don't even have a question around it, was that moment. That to me was just like the ultimate transcendent experience of feeling really connected to to everything that I'm just just to how that was like what the cards were laid out in the beginning of the year. That's exactly what I was. It felt me like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. It, it, it was the most like just divine wink kiss, like of just saying like, look, you're totally like where you like, this is, you're okay. Like this is exactly where you need to be. Like this is, this is life. Like I am here for it. I'm not supposed to be anywhere else than where I'm supposed like than here. Right. So it just felt so nourishing to my soul. It was transcendent. And even like stepping into this idea of like mysticism and it just felt like so mystical in that moment. And then the next day I do my reading and I say butterfly moment because I what I do when I do my readings is I write like a little thing out and then I draw the card for it. So I'll write like a, you know, a little text and then I'll, so I put butterfly moment and then I drew the cards for what that was. They were the exact same cards. The woman with the butterfly on her right shoulder and the mystic. And I'm like, if this is not, like, then I get into, like, my whole spiritual statistics and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, dude, this is, like, literally, like, the, I don't care. Like, naysayers, like, F off. Like, like for real, like, you can draw this card in January, have this exact experience happen. Like, when was the last time a butterfly landed on your shoulder for five minutes? Like, never, right? Like, have you, ha- like, who- butterflies, like, don't do that. Like, I, I don't, anyways. So, obviously, I'm getting rid of, this is my show I get fired up about, Andrea. <laughs> so, so, I'm like, I'm like in this whole other world of like, just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like this feels so cool that I have this connection and it's non-material. It's absolutely non-material. It's completely uh, ethereal and it's like energy. It's like a connection to energy. It's so unexplainable. Like, so the scientist in me is like, it's so unexplainable. Like, I don't understand it. So I'm sitting with this and I wanted to like go into the Courage Club and like talk about this moment because I was like, really excited about it because it felt like so in alignment with like everything I've been just working on in my life and the woman I want to become who like is connected where a woman who just has butterflies fall on her shoulder, like sit on her shoulder. Like that's, yeah, that's the type of woman I want to be where butterflies just come and chill on my shoulder. Like I love that. And I was like really excited about this and it felt so just, yeah, it just felt so cherished. I loved, loved it. But I was afraid. I was afraid that people were going to judge me and be like, why is this important? What does this have to do with eating disorders? Which maybe someone listening to this now is like <laughs> thinking that exact thing. Like, what does this have to do with eating disorders? And nothing. <laughs> like, absolutely nothing. And so then I I get this fear and I, and I don't. I don't speak up. I don't share it. 
I share it to all my friends. I share it as my gratitude in our Monday meeting, right? Like, so I'm open to it with people I feel safe around. I'm like, whoa, guys, like, I feel so connected to the spirit world, <laughs> you know? Like, and so I'm like really like tripping on this and just loving every second. And then that day, later in that, the like following day, two days from then, I get the most, I've never had this type of message ever in my life. I've generally played it so safe that I don't really get people who uh, write negative comments on 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 things that we've done. Like very rarely do I have that happen. And it's because I play safe and I, I stay small and I don't express the spiritual side of me. And this was an old member from the Courage Club from years ago. And she's now a fundamentalist Christian. At the time, she was not. She was... Um, into like goddesses and just like into really embodying her feminine energy and just was outside of me. Like she came into the Courage Club with that energy, with that mindset. That was like her thing. And she liked her oracle cards and all that. And so obviously she like resonated with what I would talk about and things like that. But fast forward a few years later, I get a very, very like judgmental email saying a lot of very like negative things like my new age lies and I'm walking the path of evil and I'm bringing da- people down the path of evil. And it was very fundamentalist Christian, which takes things by the very like literal by the book, which at the end of the day, like I just, just judgment overall, like do what you want to do. Like, but let, let butterfly girl just like enjoy her life. Right. Like, and so I, I was very, I, I think I handled it really well and just, you know, but it, it, what happened though, when I when I got that email and I felt it, I felt so unsafe. I literally was like unsafe in my house. Like I, I felt threatened. Like I didn't feel safe in my body. I didn't feel safe in my house. I felt like very scared. Uh, I wanted to like hide. I felt all of a sudden that I should get like really dimmed down. And I noticed in that moment, that was actually my call to not do that. That was my call to say, hey, whenever you look to do something big in this life or you want to show up more of who, like as yourself, all of a sudden you'll get something that will come in to question that, to make you have to really make the decision, draw the line. And that was a line drawing moment. Do I want to go backwards into safety and say, you know what? I'm not going to be, I'm not going to talk about my spirituality. Like I don't want people to think I'm crazy because I draw cards and I love that I had a butterfly land on my shoulder for five minutes. Like, you know, like, and then I draw those same cards. Like people just, you know, me getting so excited about my spirituality and my like spiritual statistics, you know? And that was a line. And the other line was, or you actually talk about it and you actually go more into that because that's ultimately what you want to be, who you want to attract, what you want to like feel that is important to you, what you value right? Spirituality is one of my main core values, something that's so important to me, than to like dumb that down so people don't, fundamentalist Christians don't think I'm doing the devil's work, which is just like crazy to me because I'm like, I'm just spreading light and love here. (laughs) Like, I don't know where butterfly cards have to do with the devil, but like, and I'm not trying to like, I I just want to say like, then I feel like I'm judging them right now. So I feel like judgment creates more judgment. Like now I'm judging this person for judging me. And I'm like, I just want to be me. And that can happen probably, Andrea, do you find with like fat phobia? Like then you're judging them for judging you because you're fat. And then you're like, but I'm like, and all of a sudden you can get into this thing. You're like, I just want to be fat. Like I just want to be me. Like I just, it doesn't even matter what the label is. I just want to be who I am. And I don't want 
like that judgment energy yeah. just feels like it's it's like a yeah it's like <laughs> a just do your thing I'll do my thing and like and and that's it yeah okay that was my story I mean it, it's just yeah no thank you for sharing that I um I feel for you um I've shared about my fears about opening up and showing myself on the show and I I have fears about people saying stuff about me or my body or ideas around like diet culture and fat phobia because I know certainly in the world at large it's unpopular and even in the eating disorder world like it can be divisive some people see it that way some people don't um so I you kind of are describing living like my biggest fear is someone's gonna write a message saying everything I'm doing is wrong and they don't agree and you're like I'm hurting people like I I I worry about that and I'm sorry that happened to you and I can I would feel unsafe and thrown off by that and um but I'm also inspired by what you're describing because it's like are you gonna dim yourself down or are you gonna double down (laughs) (laughs) and you doubled down you owned it you owned what you feel and I think that's inspiring to me and I'm gonna if if that does ever happen if something like that happens that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the Jessica thing. I'm going to double down, not dim myself down and just lean into it. And I think like, as long as you're not hurting anyone, what does it matter? We all have different ways of doing things. There are billions of people on this planet and there's billions of ways of doing things. If you're not hurting anyone, it's okay. There's, I don't think like beliefs, like whether it's spiritual or your mindset on recovery, like there's really no right or wrong. There's just different. And it's what's right for you. And if that's not right for someone else, then whatever. Just focus on yourself. Stay in your lane. You're going to find people who like, like, imagine we're sharing your opinion. Like you you shared being spiritual. There's people listening to this. There's going to be people just like the person who wrote you the email who are like, no, this is like evil. I don't like this. There's going to be people like me kind of like, yeah, it's not for me, but I think that's cool. Like, I'm happy for you. And then there's going to be people who are like, hell yes, Jessica, me too. I do the same stuff. Like you're going to get all kinds of different perspectives. And it's really just about what are you going to focus on? And it's human nature to focus on the negative or the the feedback that isn't good or the feedback that we fear. But really, it's also just as easy if you make the choice to focus on the like-minded feedback, the feedback that feeds you and fuels you and and the good feedback, like that's there too, but it's what are you going to focus on? And that's, and I'm kind of trying to gas myself up here too (laughs) with my own, um, my fears. So I'm I'm giving you some encouragement and giving me some encouragement because that's kind of like what I think of too. when I'm like, what if I say something and someone's like, hell no, Andrea, that's, that's terrible. That's harmful. And it's like, well, you can't please everyone. You simply cannot. Mm. And that can be hard to accept sometimes, but that's the nature of being human on this planet. I think that's the freedom that comes when you can accept that you're not going to be liked by everybody. And if you try to, you're just going to contort yourself into the smallest version of yourself. I love that. I'm not going to dim down. I'm going to double down. And it, yeah, (laughs) yeah. And it's also interesting that you and I, you know, it's like the same thing. Like we're looking at the same thing. We're both a fear, right? We're talking about fear less here. So obviously we're exploring fears. Like our fear is that we're going to be discredited because of this part of us. Okay. You are going to be discredited because of your body size. That's what your fear is. People are going to not believe you or not take you seriously or judge you because of it. And here I am being a woman who does value her intellect, who is very logical, who 
like is very mathematical in orientation and like has this whole background degree in geophysics, right? So it's like there's a part of me that feels like, okay, that's who feels safe in the world because that's what people are going to like, you know, turn to. But then there's this like, I am so spiritual. <laughs> like I literally like am so spiritual. Like I am so disconnected and like love all, yeah, all this, all the tarot, all the astrology, like bring it on. Like that stuff is like so awesome, right? So then it's like, oh, but then I feel like I'm going to get discredited or I feel like people are going to not take me seriously because I and I judge people too. Like if I actually look, I I do judge those very woo, woo, woo people where it's like, hey, ground yourself. Like there is a very ungrounded energy that can happen with people who are very spiritual because it's like they're not they're not grounded. They're kind of up there in, in the in the spiritual realm with that spiritual connection. And we, we do live in the material 3D. And so like you you do have to live in both body and in, in spirit and all that. And so, yeah, for, for me, I think I, I'm like, I don't want to be like that. Like, I, I don't want people to think I'm like that. And so then all of a sudden, I'm already trying to control people's perception, which just is like a never winning battle because you're just like, well, what, what, what would they think if I say this? And if I, if I talk about this, they're going to you know, discredit me. Like, it, yeah, it's just like you get in your head too much because you're trying to control perception when we can't control perception. Yeah. It's kind of like a like a judgment loop. Like you're judging yourself, maybe judging other people. It's all going around. And I think it's interesting when you say like your biggest fear is being called a witch. <gasps> and I, um, when I moved to North Carolina, like I started, I joined like a friends making Facebook group to meet some local friends because I didn't know anyone here. I remember one girl um, who I'm still friends with, like it's been a year and a half now and we still hang out and talk and she's really cool. And one thing that I liked about her was in her profile, she was like, I'm a witch. I do witchy things. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> I was like, let's hang out. Like, I, I thought that was cool. Um, so it's like, you really never know how someone's going to take that. Like, which could be a compliment mm-hmm. if you want it to be. <laughs> it's so, but that's the important part of really owning our own, like, who we are, right? Because when we own it, I think it loses its power. And like when we own it and we don't have shame around it, it's when we have shame that it be- like really becomes this controlling thing in our life because we think that we shouldn't have this. Okay. I think I shouldn't be so intuitive and so spiritual and like in a way, like it's not something I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I desire, like this is desirable. This is like, this is gooey honey heaven like right here like like this is amazing like this is like this is i want more of this it's kind of like okay i want this but i'm not gonna let it like because i'm still afraid right like there's still some like judgmental like you're saying the judgment loop um and i found that freedom as i as i work with this because i is to just allow allow it to double yeah double down don't dim down and allow that like (laughs) discomfort that can come from it um yeah, to to like own it. And what I have found too with with my own history around whenever I am more authentic and open about things that I find are shaming, I ultimately don't get to the fear, the, the fear that – and we, we talked about this in the last show about the unworthiness that people who are afraid that they're going to lose love because they're more of themselves, they don't – they're not like controlling themselves with eating disorder. They actually get more love. Like the, the idea that they're going to lose love actually means you get more love. And I feel like if this is exactly the same thing, at least for me with spirituality, is like the more I've owned it with, you know, men that I've been interested in and I've dated, and like the more I'm like, yeah, like they're like, they're so into it. They like really do like it. And if a man doesn't, I'm just like, uh, like we wouldn't work well because I would have to hide so much of who I am in order to fit into a box that I don't even want to be in. So like 
the more I'm just really open about it, I notice I'm just magnetizing all these like kings who are just super like into this and like they're all doing well in the material world and like very well established and like and still have a spiritual like desire for a, a feminine spiritual woman. And so I like I'm like okay, cool. Like the more I actually am before before that I would be hide it. I wouldn't like let any like I was afraid of it. And I recognized that was probably a huge point of like things not always coming together cuz here I am also hiding, as we talked in the past, like sexual trauma, hiding like spirituality. I'm like hiding so much of who I am and trying to connect. Yet it's like, who am I connecting with fully? I'm not connecting with my whole self. Therefore, the connection never is like truly rooted in yeah. authentic, like authenticity. And that is real ripe roots for growth. Yeah. To have an authentic connection, you have to be your authentic self. And the more you double down on that, the more you're going to attract your people. And I think that's really special. I, I, I love these things about you. They're what make you you. The, pe- the world needs people like you who cares about this stuff and is intuitive and spiritual and passionate. And you know, there's people who are going to have my opinions and focus on me. Screw <laughs> the haters. Not just me, but like, you know what I mean. Focus on, on the good that people are going to feel who you are and, and help you lean into that authenticity. Because there's always going to be someone who doesn't agree. And maybe they're going to write you an email about it. And that sucks, yeah. but... All you can do is work well, with it. Then we can celebrate at our meetings and be like, that means we're <laughs> we're shining our light. <laughs> that means we're being more seen. Uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Double down. Oh, well, I do appreciate you, Andrea. You always yeah, bring up <laughs> beautiful perspective and just compassionate presence and witnessing of, uh, of the journey of us becoming more of ourselves. And we're mirroring the same type of fears in the mind and ways that we play small and try to to hide uh, ourselves because of who we truly are. And uh, let's let's not do that, Warriors, in this year to come. You know, you don't have to be hosting a podcast or uh, talking about butterflies on your shoulder <laughs> and, and be, <laughs> being a <laughs> spiritual woman. I even have a hard time saying the word witch. I wonder if the word witch is like fat, like <laughs> witch-phobic people. There's like fat-phobic, like internalized Maybe. witch-phobia. That's what I'm, my new, <laughs> my <laughs> Andrea's, Andrea's fired up about internalized fat phobia. I'm like, internalized witch phobia, guys. Like, witches, whatever. It's just like some patriarch. It's okay to be yeah, a witch. It's just some like <laughs> men who like murdered women, like <laughs> call them witches. Like, uh, so yeah. that's a scary thing to have happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. Hate is hard. Hate, hate is hard. Um, so the more we can love ourselves, the more yeah. we can, uh, yeah, just keep that away from our own our own garden and uh and recognize that we're yeah, we're good. We're good. And double down. Whatever it is you want to double down into, maybe it's your eating disorder recovery, trauma recovery, whatever it is. Double down, lean into the love, yeah, find, find your that people. line. Know where you have to Be face authentic. a fear. <laughs> Boom, line in the sand, yeah. face a fear, going to dim down or double down. Andrea and I recommend doubling down. <laughs> Alrighty, warrior loves. Have a great yes. <laughs> day, week year. We're here to support you. And if you want support to cultivate the courage to face your own fears and recovery, head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com to get on the waitlist for The Courage Club. The Courage Club is a personalized support system and a supportive community to uplift you every step of the way. Picture yourself surrounded by a community of resilient warriors who genuinely care about your progress and will celebrate every victory, no matter how small, and are walking on a similar path to full eating disorder recovery. Inside, we are tackling struggles with food, body image concerns, and negative thought patterns. 
head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com and embrace the journey towards a healthier and happier you. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember that fear doesn't have to hold you back. You can live with greater courage and take back your precious power.